Fuck a hammer, a blade is more intimate These rappers pussies, yeah, all of them impotent But as for me, a bright future is imminent Move between words like a motherfucking ampersand I got the illness for which there's no medicine Best bring the hearse around, we'll pass the ambulance And I'm not even all in, this just 10% Honesty flexing, no need for embellishment My money's straight, no earning in perk Drive minus whip, but it still goes skirt Life is a bitch, so with death I flirt One hand on the wheel, one hand up a skirt Try to sell my soul for a god where I left it Six foot hole where I'm swiftly heading We'll meet again, but it won't be heaven In the meantime, trying to get Get that bread in you left with a brick, brought bag back. Weight on my shoulders, got bad back. My nigga playing baby with the cash stack. Trinity motherfucker, I'll be looking like a hashtag. You sniffing out the chatter like a rat pack. Tape and flip the walls with a stash at. Toss some more bricks in the hashback. Time to re up like I'm stuck in a flashback. All the weed bitches say me how. Presses for God, bitch, fall to your knees now. Ain't no fucking theme song, no freestyle. Man, you know the magitator boys always be wild. I was talking to the back of this thing. I was talking the way I hold it. You've told me many times. No, you point the receivers at your mouth, and I just I it's hold like, it upside down. You're like holding a microphone upside down, yeah. like you, <laughs> like you're talking into the input yep. part. Yep, exactly. Hi everybody, welcome to Agitator. We're dumb as shit. Yeah, I feel dumb as shit. I had a big episode ninety three. I had a big wiener. I mean, a big weekend. What? Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> Ayo. I had a big fat cock this weekend. I mean, I went to Las Vegas. Shit. Hold on. Start o- Start the episode over. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. No rewind button? What you been up to? What you been doing? I'm working on a... I'm printing some fake tags for my uh, ins- inspections, like a couple months past yep. two, and uh, the block's been hot. I keep rolling past. I'm just glad the cops have a lot more on their plate at the moment because I've rolled past so many. It's always at a stop sign too. I'm like, fuck. When mo- I had the money at one point and I went to go get it inspected, but my engine light is on. And they were like, your engine light can't be on. It ain't going to pass. I was like, thought this was America. <laughs> and then, so. Yep. yep. I went to O'Reilly. I've got one of those. Everything on my car is like basic as fuck. Except for it's got, it's got two things that I do not need. I don't like them. It's got the uh, anti-emission, like, no-cap gas mm-hmm. thing where where there's mm-hmm. no cap. Uh and then it's got uh, the Bluetooth. You have to like, it's got Bluetooth, but it's like very, very first year of that shit, I guess. And you have to press a button and talk to it. I'm like, I don't want to talk to my car. No. It can never even understand me. <laughs> so I'm always screaming at it. Bluetooth, <laughs> Bluetooth, <laughs> fucking connect to Bluetooth, bitch. Oh man, that's so funny. I do the same shit. Like play Danny Brown. They're like, did you say? Yeah, no. You want to drown, dude? Steer you off, steer you off the, the bridge. Whole, yes, the, I do. The whole car thing is, I'm the same way with mine. I just yell at it. My car always tries to connect my phone first thing, and I, I can't turn the settings off. So, if I have my headphones in and then I get into the car, it just basically is like, "You sure you don't want to listen to this through, through the car speakers?" Now you might be wondering, David, why don't you want to listen to it? through the car speakers well because my kid's in the car and i might be listening to people talking about (laughs) wild shit so i put my headphones on he can sit in the back seat 
and read books out loud to himself. And I can listen to, you know, foul shit in my headphones. And then the car will be like, but are you sure? Are you, I mean, these are these speakers are just better. Why don't you connect and you can use that? Like, I was trying to turn... The stupid fucking thing has Wi-Fi built into it. And I don't want to use the car Wi-Fi because it's trash. It doesn't work. And I went into the settings and I turned it off. And then literally you can just see the car turn it back on before you can exit out. The car's like, oh, no, you're using my Wi-Fi. And uh, so, yeah, it's just a peek into the future when we get killed by our refrigerators. Dude, Oklahoma is badass, though, because we don't have to do inspections. So that's pretty tight, although our tags do go out of date. So we have to pay the tag agency mafia every year. And uh, when Rios and I took a trip to where the fuck are we going? Shit, I don't remember. It was by car, though. My shit was out of date. And it's just like every, it's like you said, every stoplight that you stop at, there's like a cop parked behind you. So you just start to sweat because uh-huh. you're like, at this point, this this is really funny, actually, because at this point, uh, my driver's license was expired, too. So <laughs> I was riding with an expired license, expired tags. And there would be, this is just the difference in how Rios and I think about, about cops, because I'm always worried about getting pulled over. I don't like getting pulled over by the police. I don't think anybody does, but I really don't like it because it's like, fuck, you know, if I have an expired license, then they could take you to jail if they wanted to, but it's definitely going to be some kind of fine. I don't have any money and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, there would be, like, a cop behind us, and I'd be like, fuck. I'd be like, god damn it. And she would just be like, relax. It'll be fine. Like, what do you mean? What, what do you mean, relax? I'm, like, three months <laughs> out of date, and I don't have a fucking license. And she's like, I drove without a license for years. It was fine. I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand people yeah, like that. No, it's, it's, always, it's always other people. I've never, I've never been like that. I'm going to get caught mm-hmm. up. I'm definitely going to get caught up. I uh, I thought, like, I've been pulled over for this shit before, mm-hmm. and I thought that, like, oh, they got scanners in the front of their car or something somehow, like, the pings, the vehicles or whatever. Because you can't see no, that shit. No, it's on shit. the front window, yeah. I drive, I drive by cars, and I'm like, I can't tell what your tag says. Like, you're going 60 miles mm-hmm. an hour. Um, But, no, they don't. They don't got shit. <clears throat> Yeah. So they're just like assholes looking out for that shit. And yeah, no, nah, I did the math on it. So it's like uh it's a hundred and sixty nine dollar fine uh for fraudulent uh tags. And bro, like I even took it to my dude, but I guess he hurting because he was like it's gonna be a non refundable ninety dollar diagnostic. And I'm like, Diagnost diagnostic for what? I know what the problem is. The problem is it's a sensor issue, kind mm-hmm. of. So, like, since I have that gay-ass, uh, no-emissions, capless uh, fuel tank, and whatever the fuck you call it, it there's, like, fumes that recycle through the, like, like over the... Man, I'm not even going to get into explaining this shit, but basically the engine's fine. Mm-hmm. It just reads... it all. It, the engine light's been on for, like, five years. And first couple years, I just took it and dude was like hardcore Clint Eastwood libertarian dude who was just like, cool, here's your, you know, you pass. 
But I guess he got in trouble because even he's like, nah, this ain't going to pass, bro. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? We got history, motherfucker. But uh, so the so another trick is you can take your battery out and that resets all the sensors. But then for their test, their emissions test that they plug into the car, for that to register, the battery has to be like booted up. It has to be like fully awake or whatever connected to the car. So you got to put like like 70 miles on your vehicle or whatever before like the battery is fully awake uh so that's a trick you can do but you got to drive around for a minute and then you're still risking getting caught with you know driving around with the tags like they are so i was like you know what it's going to either cost me all this money the inspection plus fixing it or i just I just fucking print a tag. It's a piece of paper that you stick in your windshield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's so, the way to do it. I think about that kind of shit all the time because in Oklahoma, it's literally just a sticker that you put on your license plate. And I'm trying to think of what you even have to do. You go in, you prove that you have car insurance. You don't have to have an inspection. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it. You go, You show the title your driver's license and your insurance and then you pay them like i don't know 50 bucks or something and boom you have a sticker you can drive on the road again this has me thinking in general about um how much everything fucking costs which has been really bothering me and it we'll get into this talk later but i mean las vegas is like that on steroids but the the (laughs) uh you know my pants that i'm wearing right now i have uh the lining came apart from the pocket. So sometimes when I put stuff in, it'll just fall down my pant leg. And I thought that is just the best metaphor for how everything in fucking life is. It's everybody's got their fucking hand in my pocket at all times. And I'm just, I'm just tired of it. You know, I don't want to have to pay for shit all the time, just all the time for every, and the prices on shit is just stupid. Like when you mentioned that, uh, old boy was gonna charge you ninety dollars for diagnostics. You plug the bitch in, and it runs it like it's not labor. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, you plug it in, and it's gonna like literally. He was gonna do the same exact shit that O'Reilly's did for free, but he's like, I can't trust O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why not? Mm-hmm. Like because they did it for free. Right, <laughs> right. No, it's just because like, I can just tell you what they it's said. It's just because he wants money. It's an opportunity to make money. And see, I don't live any part of my life like that. I have a very, uh, I was about to say honorable. I don't really know what the word is for it though. But like, in my opinion, if I'm charged, stupid. stupid, yeah, yeah, That's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Cause my whole thing is if I'm charging people for something, they should get value back for it. And that's not how anybody in this country operates at all. It's like, okay, here's the cost of what it's going to take me to do this. Take your diagnostic. The cost for that is zero fucking dollars. There's a reason why O'Reilly does it for zero dollars because it's a loss leader. Not even a loss leader, though, because it doesn't cost them any money to do it besides the hourly rate that they're paying their worker to do it. But like, you know, but people are like, okay, so this costs me nothing, but I do have the nuts. I have this thing that this other person doesn't have. So, uh, hundred bucks and I'm out here like, 
man, when <laughs> when people come and want their, their shit edited, I'm like, all right, well, I could do this for you and this for you. I load up all this value into what I do because I edit, but then I also, I talk to them over Zoom. If I was having, you know, if I, if I had America mind, I'd be like, okay, cool. I'll edit your book for $800. And then if you want to talk about it on Zoom, that's going to be an extra 150 for an hour. You see what I'm saying? Like that's, that's yeah, the mode, yeah. you know? Maybe I should do that. I don't know. Gotta be. Gotta be. Like, it's fucking... I don't know. But also, at the same time, I can give so much value, and I find that, like, I don't... That's why I don't do construction no more. People are like... They've been hitting me up, because I'm like, man, I'm about to flip a pack or some sh- something. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the year that I go to prison, die, or get mm-hmm. rich. Like, mm-hmm. that's just how it is. We're in that mode. Like, there's no fucking that's where we're at there's nothing else shit is bad nice. and i've had people be like bro you got the construction background you can get something i'm like bro do you not i've done i did like 10 bids this year which isn't a lot but i don't waste my time on that shit mm-hmm. anymore you gotta drive to somebody's house and measure shit out draw something up and be like i'll do it for this much and this is what i'll do it's like a whole last day and then they're like that's really expensive and you're like yeah. yeah everything's expensive so, so, yeah I mean <laughs> you want it or you don't mm-hmm. it's like going to you go to a Lamborghini lot and you're like I want to test drive this yeah I'm thinking I've really, I'm really fucking with this Gallardo so how much nah that's way too high bro <laughs> that, that's it like, that's the it fuck? dude that's totally it you want cabinets it's not like your roof is caving in and if your roof mm-hmm. was caving in i'd still upcharge you and you'd have to pay me but. right you know who's probably fucking making bank right now is uh pool ins- installation people i think they're they're probably making bank out there because i was just thinking about it because of in you know in vegas or whatever you, you can charge whatever because if you're already at the point where you want to have a pool installed you're you know you're gonna pay for it you're probably somebody who has money i'll bet you there's not very many pool install people who uh who get turned down after quoting you know oh here's your quote it's gonna be eight thousand dollars people are like yeah that's about yeah that's about what i expected yeah yeah probably not uh and it'll honestly it'd probably be like twenty thousand dollars is it that much holy shit god damn yeah, because like eight thousand is like a driveway. Oh, I see. Cause yeah, cause they got to dig, concrete. They got to dig. They got to get permits. They got to enforce like the walls of the pool. They got to pour all that shit. They got like plumbing and electrical. And yeah. Walls. So you, so my aunt, for example, has a pool. And when she decides that she's gonna have have a pool installed she knows what that pool is going to cost and so they come in they're like 20 they might haggle you know they might haggle they might be like "Uh, you think we could do it for 18 and then the pool installer says no no do you do you you want (laughs) a pool or do you not want a pool but it's just you know i bring that up because that's the kind of mindset that i'm trying to have about just about like you know what what people like you and me can do that only we can do and for me it is the editing and this is live folks this is just an idea that just popped in my head it's like oh yeah i'm just gonna have to start charging like way more than i make because i've, I've gone over it on the show before but 
the amount, again, everybody's fucking hand in my pocket, the amount of money that I pay out to the broker and to the, the, the payment processor gets me, dude. The, fuck, the fucking payment processor. It's like they, yeah, they send yeah. you money and you take 3% to put that money in my account. Why? Why? Why can't I just have a direct deposit into my account from the company? I know there's I know there's nobody just like well those are the people who fucking figured it out being a middleman yep. that's the it genius is. position in this yep. country being the middleman for yep. shit yep well that's what you fucking bail bondsman dude shit. bail bondsman for sure that's maybe we should just wholesale houses maybe we should just fucking bite the bullet and do that because if you if you go and uh, do like my buddy did and you know buy a house. And then, you know, you have a week to find a, a buyer for that house and just flip it. Well, you know what? Well, I'm using the wrong terminology because flip has a very specific meaning. But if you just wholesale it to, a, you know, to like a big property management company, you can make like five, ten grand each time. And all you do, you're the middleman. You went out, you made the calls, you found the house, you made the offer. <clears throat> they said, okay, cool, bet. You signed a piece of paper saying like, you know, I'll buy this for 70, 80K. <clears throat> and then you go and you find a, a property management company. You're like, hey, I got this house, you know, 90K. And they'll be like, damn, 90K is a great deal. What you do is you go and you find people who are about to get foreclosed on, right? And before everybody gets all upset and says, this is unethical, I didn't make the system up. I didn't foreclose on their house. It's not me. They're getting foreclosed. They're going to be homeless and they're going to get nothing. So you go to them and you say, how much do you owe on your mortgage? And they say, okay, 30K. You say, okay, I'll give you 50, right? So you're giving them. It's actually ethical. You're giving exactly. them money to leave exactly. their house, which they're being kicked out. The of bank's not going to give them 20K, right? The bank's. If I was, say I was getting foreclosed on, they're like, get the fuck out of your house. We own this mm -hmm. bitch. I'd be like, fuck. And then somebody came up and was like, I'll give you $20,000. I'd be like, damn, thanks, yeah. man. You're like a guardian. Exactly. Angel. Exactly. I've told this story to so many people and they're like, that is so unethical. You're preying on, you know, those people don't understand being poor. I'm fucking tired of people who understand who are like <laughs> so far removed from what it's uh -huh. like to be in the gut. Like that's so unethical, bro. I, I grew up poor and I'm still poor poor and i have kids so i don't give a fuck about ethics bro i'm finna like up this thing at your head and be like come yeah, off it yeah 100 percent. and it's you know i guess what they're saying is that like well you should just you should pay full price for a house what 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 why 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 would i do that i don't i don't have to i'm helping people but i have to get something out of it too people who are more comfortable they create a system of ethics in their head real quick as soon as they get comfortable. And they like to point out everything that's, well, you should do this, but you shouldn't do that because that's unethical and da da da. And it's like, okay, you make $120,000 a year as something called a cloud engineer. We both know that job is fake. You have fake money, but it doesn't matter because it spends. And now, now you have your little Burger King crown on marching around telling people what to do and what not to do no you take you you give somebody twenty thousand dollars profit so that's 50k right you go to a property management company you say look i got a house for 70k seventy thousand dollars is a fucking great deal for for a house oh, right yeah. now oh. so you basically you show up 
you've got the the seller you got the buyer and you're right there in the middle all you do is sign that piece of paper and walk out of that bitch with a check from the property management company for the difference 20k right but you don't even have to do that if you if you want to make the deal even sweeter for a property management company just up it by like 10 and then guess what you do that once a month then it's back to the grind it's back to making calls hey i saw a sign in your yard it says for sale how much you want for it and you know if they're not getting foreclosed on they're going to sell it to you for full price right but it doesn't matter because these property management companies that are just like blackrock and shit that are just eating up all the houses in america they'll they'll pay uh-huh. you that little bit of difference so you make five to ten k a month and that's all you do you're just a middleman but yeah yeah i mean there's there's shit like that everywhere it's like i went on a ramble there that's my bad but the the point is is that being the middleman of shit like you said that's how you get fucking rich yeah and we're like we're creators and we have that mindset of like i have this great thing to sell you who wants it and there's a way to to be on that level which is where we're going mm-hmm. you have to have the upfront to basically i we got to put like 20k and then we need to put like 50k and then we need to just annually keep putting money into the show and into broken yep. river and then that shit will make us millionaires. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it is the product that people will want, but we got to put it in the face of the people. There's so much, you're not going to magically stumble across this. You have to put your shit in front mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm. And we ain't got that capital right That's now. That's the issue. That's the problem. So, and it's like, well, I just, I, I'll, I'll do all this shit. I can do this for you and this and that. It's like, my whole life's been week to mm-hmm. week. So that shit ain't working. Yeah. Like, yeah. I need a bag right now. That's what I'm saying. If anybody out there is listening to this and you happen to be rich, you want to be an angel investor, give us money. money. We'll show you a business plan, too. We're not talking out of our ass. Oh, yeah. We're not making shit up. Nope. I'm not. I'm not. I'll show you the. I'll show you the fucking. uh, I'll show you the fucking conversion rate from regular listeners to Patreon subscribers, which is fuck. It's fucking insane. It's like. Okay, I don't want to fuck up the math. It's like it's like twenty percent. Uh, no, it's like twenty percent, which is crazy though. I okay, mean, like, yeah. right? Because we, yeah, because Podbean jukes the numbers and shit. So yeah, like twenty percent. Mm-hmm. It's like twenty percent, which is still crazy. It's high. crazy high. You you would expect conversion to be between one and three percent. That's what you normally see on blogs. It's like well, you can expect of your listenership one to three percent to become patrons. No, twenty percent of our listeners become patrons. Um, so we have that stat. I mean, our books are the same way. I mean, just look at, nobody can fucking find our books, which is the major issue, but the people who do fucking love them, they're like, oh, like, what do you see on every review of Kelby and Mai's book? It's like, where has this been all my life? Where, where, like, this is exactly the kind of shit that I want to read and I haven't been able to find. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you haven't been able to find it. <laughs> I also, uh, I, hurricane season was a limited print run and i sold all that myself so i can show the timeline of like print and selling Mm -hmm. out the trunk numbers just being like yeah i printed 200 in may and in june i was sold out yep and i priced them all at 20 dollars. so you do the math people you do the math anyway yeah that's 
that's kind of uh, that's the pickle is finding that initial money to begin with. But I'm at the point now where I have a hundred percent confidence in the in the product that we have, right? I wouldn't feel I wouldn't feel even a little bit nervous investing 10k into promoting our books or this show. I wouldn't feel nervous at all. I'd be like, oh no, this is I'm at least gonna get my money back, you know. No, yeah, that's a hundred percent what I'm gonna do. Like, uh, people always, whenever you get like a windfall or something, mm-hmm. you want to be like, okay, I got to be smart with this money to make it to like stretch it out. And though, you know, a lot of people I see them getting into like passive income avenues, investing in stock of this or that, kind of shit that I don't understand because I always grew up working, mm-hmm. and like you have to work and you earn money, and that's how that shit works which is really not how money works. And one day I'll figure out how the rich people Mm -hmm. do it. But this, uh, but no, I just invest in myself. Like I have a, there's something coming down the pipe that's supposed to be like, that would just fucking change everything, would change fucking everything. And that shit comes in, I'm 100% investing in Mm -hmm. this shit. Like that's where the investment is Mm -hmm. going because then I'm set for life. Exactly. Exactly. I want me out there. I want like agitator, all the broken river shit. That is what, that's all we have left, bro. Like what the fuck else do we have Nothing. left? We burned Even the boats. Even if it's like, well, well, go get a job. Go get a job where? I have two kids. Like they're in the current environment. Like I, I there's a lot of people who shouldn't have kids. Mm-hmm. They really mm-hmm. shouldn't. So I'm glad they don't. I'm glad they're like, nah, I ain't having kids. But at the same time, I don't want those motherfuckers running mm-hmm. shit like they mm-hmm. do because they don't got family in mind. Like, there's no... Everything I look around and see is like, that'd be great if I was single. Mm-hmm. I could make that mm-hmm. happen. But like, what? I You know how expensive kids are? Very expensive. Very expensive. Some might say stupidly expensive. Um, yeah, man, it's... Um, it's all coming. It's like, and I think that is the main reason why most people go with uh, like traditional publishing, even though it's a complete fucking scam. Did we go over that already? How traditional publishing is a scam? Did we did we talk about that? I mean, this is probably a ton of people's first time listening. Yeah, so. probably so. Well, the way that traditional publishing is a scam is that you have to earn out, right? You have to earn out on your advance. So say you get a $7,000 advance for your book. All right, cool, bet. But that doesn't mean that as soon as you sell $7,000 worth of books, you've earned out. Because you also just make a percentage. You make something like, uh, what is it? The numbers are pretty good on hardbacks. I think it's like 15%. We'll, We'll go with 15%, right? So what ends up happening is that if you're making 15% on a $25 hardback, that is do, 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 do about four dollars right about four dollars a book so now you have to sell as many books at four dollars you have to reach seven thousand dollars worth of books which is selling 1500 copies or so maybe a little bit more so once you've sold 1500 copies guess what the publisher (laughs) the publisher has made uh let's see fifteen hundred dollars times I'm doing all this math in my head, so forgive me if it's wrong. We'll say $30,000, right? So they've made 30K minus expenses. They've essentially just made, if we just cut that in half, 15, they've doubled what they paid you 
right? Without having to pay uh-huh. you. So hopefully that all made sense. Essentially, like the the whole idea of an advance <clears throat> is to make it so that they give you a certain amount of money up front and then they never have to pay you ever again because they can make a shitload of money on it. Like once you start getting up into like the the $20,000 advance, right? They could potentially make a hundred to $200,000 off of your book and you still haven't earned out. So that's yeah. how that works. And it's also a game, like I understand it from the other perspective as, as a, on a business mm-hmm. tip because I was thinking about this with like uh, all the shit going on with the writer's strike and all that stuff. Like we don't make enough money, whatever. It's like you want studio i get everybody's like anti-big business you Mm -hmm. want studios to make a fuckload like a stupid amount of money because then they won't give a fuck when you're like hey i got this really weird abstract experimental art shit i want to do they're like yeah fuck it whatever because they're making bank no matter what when they're hurting they're like we need superman one two and three out yesterday Right, right and it's like you know like i i do I care about art more than anything, honestly. Because, like, even if I had all the money in the world, but, like, culture fucking was just vanilla, I'd be like, what? Like, so what do I do? I guess I'd just go out in the woods and never read or watch anything. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I'd just be so fucking dumb. Like, what's the point? But, uh... You just do a bunch of DMT. Be like, this is the best shit I've seen. Yo, did did you know that they make Uh, DMT vape pens? You can, yeah. That's where a lot of uh, people, in the past, it, probably seven years, I've heard doing DMT is like through. I that. had no idea that there were vape pens with DMT. I smoked that like it's well, it's been a decade plus now since I smoked DMT. But I did that shit old school. I hit it off of a fucking bong on top of just sprinkled it on some weed. Yeah, it's like little crystal shit that you got a lot on yep. fire. You got the blowtorch and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah this shit was so crazy. Got to have your rig set That up. shit was so crazy. But I, that also makes me laugh because, I don't know, the ease with what... Just the the idea of a DMT vape pen is so cyberpunk. that You could just be walking around with a little vape in your pocket. And whenever you want to take a little hit, you make sure that... You, just hit it and yeah, blast just, off. Just, ma- just make sure that you're <laughs> fucking sitting down. You can sit on a bench in Walmart and do dmt fucking whenever you want that's insane it really i wonder how like why people are so fucking strange these days it's like oh i have to remind myself everybody's on drugs now right like uh again i'll get into it when i was at the concert like i stayed sober for the whole show because i was like i'm fucking i'm on the other side of my 30s and this shit lasts from noon until you know whenever system finishes which ended up being like almost midnight so 12 hours in the hot nevada sun like i'm not gonna make it but everybody else drank and boy the people who are my age there was just like it looked like a massacre of people just laid out on the fucking ground just like (laughs) passed out or fucking writhing around and just being mass and like me and rios were just walking through the raindrops you know like we're just like well we we knew we knew because i was thinking about it too i was thinking like you know maybe like seven o'clock maybe i'll have a beer right that that'll be fun seven o'clock rolled around i was like hell no 
I'm not. Anyway, back to my original point. Everybody's fucking hitting DMT vapes like while they're high on fucking Xanax. And it's like, yeah, no shit, everybody's strange right now. It's a, everybody's a drug addict. Adderall, whatever. Like everybody's on something. I'm just on ants, bro. I take my ant power, I take my Rishi that we talked about with the gods, uh, the rare candy boys last time. Uh, and I'm like, I'm terrified of pharmaceuticals. I woke up today with a headache and I finally just like cracked and ate one Motrin. But I don't even like doing that. I don't like Tylenol. I don't like Motrin. I don't like anything that gets printed and stamped in a factory like that that's made up of molecules that have been moved around by fake science nerds. I don't, I don't like that idea. But everybody else does. Yeah, it's, I mean, I didn't, uh, it only took me a sentence after saying I'd run off into the woods if I didn't have anything else to be like, I'd also be doing yeah. drugs. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, people want to feel something. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. And, but what they don't know is that the way that you actually feel shit is by going through difficulty. Because it feels good. It feels good. It probably doesn't feel as good as a Xanax. I'll admit that most things probably don't feel that good but i don't know you just get you get more more time to just feel i don't know just feel good about shit like it feels good to not to not drink to want to and then not and you wake up the next day that's how i was in vegas the whole time because i didn't drink the whole time i was there and i was just like you know going to sleep at at midnight because rios and i were out at you know, Meow Wolf. I guess we could just get into it because I'm already talking about it anyway. But, you know, we go out to Meow Wolf and play video games, play like Killer Instinct and Street Fighter 2 and shit, and go home, go to bed at like 11.30 or 12, and then just wake up at 6 and start writing. I was kind of freaking myself out. I was like, did I, did I get, did I get roofied with like speed or something? Because I feel powerful. And it's like, oh wait, no, it's I just didn't drink. That's that's what it is. I didn't drink and my body it's like I've been training with a weight vest for the past year, like drinking too much and having to take care of a kid the next day and you know, not really being able to stop because of things like hangovers or general lethargy, uh, because I was drinking poison the night before. So now when I don't, I'm like, Oh shit, it's so fucking easy right now. This is a, it's like I have a superpower. Yeah, I, I fucking hate drinking. Mm-hmm. I don't even really, uh, I killed a fifth of Henny at one point last week to, to try and, cause I do loosen up a mm-hmm. lot and just, uh, that's like the one way to kill the editor in my brain. Mm-hmm. And I had to do a bunch of writing and was just like, fuck it we ball but I, I hate that feeling I fucking hate it see my my demon my demon is that I love it right I love being off my ass fucked up it's so much fun to me I never got into weed never got into weed I, I can't stand weed there was a lot of weed smoke at the concert and I was getting like a contact high and the thing for me is that as soon as I get high on weed even 
I'm a bitch, I know. But even from like a little contact high, I immediately start thinking that I poop my pants. That is my go-to. That is my go. <laughs> as soon as I get high on pot, I guess I like I I can feel the sweat in the crack of my ass more or something, and I'm just I get fixated on it. I'm like, did I just shit myself? Am I in public? Am I gonna miss System of a Down because I shit my pants? This is <laughs> that's what. <laughs> That's what people would always tell me about shrooms. Yeah, yeah, they do it to and me too. It kept me away from it for a long yep. time. And then I like shroom shrooms are my shit. If we could be sponsored by some kind of psilocybin farm, that'd be that'd be mm-hmm. what's up. Cause that that shit just keeps me like normal. But uh yeah, no, when I finally t- started doing shrooms, I was like, uh no i'm good yep Yep. (laughs) Yep. they do that to me too but for me it's weird because it's it's not so much shrooms although that has happened to me before it's just it's fucking weed dude i immediately i i I imagine in my brain that my sphincter loses all strength it just becomes like a loose sock and i just imagine that all the shit in my ass is just coming out and (laughs) I don't know. I can't, it's every time that's that's what happens to me. So that kept me away from weed. Doesn't happen to me with uh, alcohol though. I think I was just built for it. I mean, my grandfather, rest in peace, was a alcoholic till the day that he died. My mom tells stories about back in the seventies. You know, like her dad would just have like a a bottle under the fucking driver's seat. It would just take little nips all day long. Uh, it was a different time. This was before DUIs were a thing. And, uh, you know, eventually it, it, it caught up with him. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm built that way. My brother and my sister are not built that way. I don't think either of them really drink, but, uh, yeah, it got me, dude. It got me good, but it's good to, it's good to know that. And it's good to do stuff like go to, you know, go to a show and not drink and just see how awesome everything is when you're so, cause like, that's, I think why I drink, I drink the same as you were talking about, like to kill the editor and to loosen up a little bit, I walk through my days wound so tightly that by the t- hey, what's up, dude? Daddy's talking about his alcohol problem. What's up? <laughs> what happened? You want to watch something else? You don't like this one? Oh, because it's a genie. What you got against Arabs, kid? You want to watch something different? You want to watch a different show? Hold on, everybody. If this is your first episode of Agitator. Um, Ooh, what about Hot Wheels Monster if, Trucks? If this is your first episode of Agitator, this usually happens throughout the entire yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Episode so. one, watch now. Is this too scary? This is kind of weird. Nah, I don't like this. No. Nah. We turned the TV off all weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, Rowan was just like, went crazy on building shit and making up stories and everything we were like holy crap yep Yep. (laughs) that's it this is his first tv in because he was with his grandma so this is his first tv in like four days and he was loving it he was singing the blaze theme song okay buddy what is it what what do you need that's the thing dude that's the thing about being a dad that i can't stand i can't stand being like uh wine dad you know it's like just you can just tell me dude you don't have to cry what do you want to watch? You want to watch more, like, just a different episode? Blaze. Okay, Blaze, yeah. We can do Blaze. Get ready to race. 
One, two, three, it's Blaze. Oh, it was Rowan's birthday this weekend, too. Happy birthday to the boy. Hell yeah. The weather was really, really shitty. We were going to go to Houston. Uh, but when it when it rains, it pours over yeah. here. And, like, the streets flood real bad right. and shit. So we were like, uh, we need to keep it local. Mm-hmm. So we went to uh, Urban Air. It's like this big jump place. Oh, hell yeah. It's, uh got obstacle courses and like that gladiator thing where you can hit mm-hmm. each other and knock each other into a foam pit mm-hmm. and everything he was stuck on that for the longest time he wanted to do it, both he kept wanting to knock me over and then just jump in himself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those places are so fucking tight we have uh, a place like that here i forget what it's called it's like skyline or something like that but it's all like trampolines and you could do like trampoline basketball which is pretty tight you can do like a, a dunk, yeah. dunking shit. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, fuck. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Uh, who who is who showed up at the at the new metal fest? Oh, yeah. Like, let's let's get highlights? into it. Let's get into it. All right. So the bands that I saw, I made a list of the bands that I saw. And I put it on my phone. Do, do, do. All right, so. Fuck. All right, I'm just going to go off the dumb. I saw Cold, Orgy, uh, Papa Roach, which we'll get back to Papa Roach because I was fucking blown away by Papa Roach. Uh, Death Grips, Mr. Bungle, Placebo, Ministry. System of a Down, Corn, Deftones, Incubus, and probably a few others that might come back to me after. It was like tw- I saw like twelve of the bands basically, and I count seeing the bands by the way as like most of the band sets were like thirty minutes. But if I caught like a song or two, then I I counted it. So I didn't watch the whole Deftones. I caught a few songs for that one. I didn't watch the whole Corn. I caught mm, maybe like three or four songs for them. Uh, saw System. Uh, I saw like half of Incubus's set. Anyway, doesn't really matter. I uh, those are the bands that I saw live, and I've seen Incubus probably five times live. Uh, I'd never seen the rest of them though. That was my first time seeing Corn. First time seeing System of a Down. Uh, it was just, it was so good. You know, I told Rios when we were going to the festival like this marks the middle point of my life which really upset her right (laughs) because i think the way i put it i was like this is like a great bookend to the first half of my life and she was like why the fuck would you say that because it's (laughs) it's bringing up the fact that you know by that math that means i die that you're gonna die die. at 72 you know um (laughs) which is totally reasonable that's a a totally reasonable age that i mean i don't necessarily want to die at 72 but if it happened, I mean... That's a ways off. I mean, I'd be, I'd be right in the pocket. And life is long, bro. I'd be curious to see, like... Yeah, everybody's... Life's a little too long, if you ask life me. Life is fucking long. I've if you a... think about everything... Like, what are you... You're 30? 
You're 30, yeah. right? So if you just start thinking back, so I'm over middle age. <laughs> for the hood, for the, for the hood, you've already, you're already <laughs> yeah. you're already an OG. It's like no, I'm literally an old man. I've got to like I show up to places. They're like you're hot. damn, mm-hmm. old man. I'm like yeah, <laughs> like damn, that's that's my dad's age. It's like how old are you? It's like 21. <laughs> 21 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's too funny dude but yeah if you think though if you really think about those 30 years and this is a good exercise maybe for people to do because life does feel fast you look you're like god damn I'm 36 what the fuck but then start thinking about it and be like I have done a ton of shit in those 36 years like, even just going back as far as I can remember and being like, damn, from, you know, moving all over the fucking world because my dad was in the military to going to high school, all the shit I did in high school, all the books I've written, my my year or two as a drug addict. Like, there's a ton of shit. And now a kid, you know, they say that the time flies. And it does. It, it fucking trips me out that he's already, you know, talking to me and... You know, he's got his own interests and all that kind of shit. But then I think back on it and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's been a, like it's been a long two years and a fast two years. If you think about it. Yeah, no, but yeah, kids speed and slow things down. It is weird. Mm-hmm. But I was I've been thinking about that shit a whole lot, too, because this is such a uh, this is like legit the make it or break it year and i've been thinking about if i what if i don't survive like are my ducks in order how do i make sure like my family's taken care of and you know i've written this book that i think is gonna really pop like i just i know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's one of those that like i know this one's gonna pop off and the the wager like the gamble is can it pop off like while I see like real real soon or is this going to be a posthumous thing Mm -hmm. you know and so I'm like well I've got that my bank account goes I mean it's tied with Erica so like you know the royalties come in so that'll be that'll be good for them and then and then it's just like what if I left behind like yeah I've done a lot of shit Mm -hmm. like even if even if mercy was the last thing I wrote it's like I mean, that's a cool one to cap it off with. It's like he did all this hood rat shit. Then he wrote this like weird medieval cyberpunk thing that's really poetic and beautiful. And then he bit the dirt. And it's like, I mean, yeah, that's a good bookend, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's if you think about the, you know, the story of your life, that's something that I've been. That's why I've been planning so much. And that's why for me, the solution to this make it or break it year is that I'm actually going to move back to my my hometown in Lawton uh, because it's cheaper. My mom lives there. She can help out with the kid. Rio's mom lives there. She can help out with the kid. Rio's sister has a farm. They were sending us pictures because uh, Gustavo was hanging out with his cousins on the farm, and he loves heavy, you know, heavy machinery, like heavy farm equipment. And so uh, I think it was called a is it a spin loader? What's the name of that shit? It's got the fucking the spiral drill on it. Um, what the big tractor? Thing? Yeah, it's uh. Let me see. Oh, for like carrying the hay, the hay bales and shit. It's called a. Do do do. 
Where the fuck is it? Let's see. Skid loader. A skid loader. That's what I'm thinking of. You ever see? For loading the skids. That's right. For loading the skid. But he looks so happy, and he's you know he's playing with his cousins, and he looks so happy. And Rios and I were like, you know, why do we live in Edmond? Well, we live in Edmond because we moved back to Oklahoma, and we had a friend in Norman who had a house for rent. And I don't like to deal with property management companies as a tenant, you know? Like, I want to know the person who I rent from. And then that guy wanted to sell the house, and we needed a little bit more space because that thing was fucking tiny. And that one was in the hood, too, if you go back and listen to the earliest episodes. Yeah, go, yeah. Like, there were people smoking meth on agitators. Yeah, exactly. There were people in my backyard smoking meth and shit. Uh, so we wanted to get the fuck out of there, and then my buddy Shermaine owns a bunch of houses up here, and uh, he's like, yeah, I got one if you want to. He gave us a good deal. I mean, it's $1,200, so it's still too much money, but he would rent this place for like fifteen, sixteen hundred. so we're getting a deal. Yeah, 1200 is a home yeah. deal these days. It's like there's a fucking trap house across the street. It is garbage. I've seen the inside of it, and I've been over. The uh, the past neighbors, they were really, like, outgoing and friendly and shit. It's not like we got to hang it out, but, like, people would mismatch our mail, and we'd be like, hey, I got this from you, blah, blah, blah. So, like, I've seen inside the house and shit, and I'm like, this place is a fucking yep. dump. And they don't ever fix it, and they charge them like fifteen. Yeah, it's fucking insane. So shit is just getting crazy. Lawton, if we move back, especially if I can convince Rios to move into an apartment, we could maybe pay seven hundred for like a mid-range apartment. Uh, I don't think she's gonna go for that. So it's not we're, we're not gonna get a great deal uh, in Lawton on rent, but we do. We know somebody in Lawton who's got a bunch of houses. And we can make a few calls, get in there. If we get into a house in Lawton for twelve hundred, it'll be bigger than this one. And the major factor in the whole thing is just having family nearby, because I need time. Listeners, if you notice that, you know, I put the TV on so that I can distract my son for a couple hours to record these things. Like that's my that's my entire life. That's my big bugbear right now. It's not him. It's not him. It's just that I need time to make money. Because when we hang up from this call, he's not going to be watching that TV. We're going to go outside, splash in puddles. I'm going to probably try to cut the grass if it's not too wet. Uh, and then we go pick up his mom at five. <clears throat> but that doesn't, I just, I don't just hand him over to his mother. We got to make dinner. We got to, you know, do chores. We got to get everything done. And then finally at like, you know, 8.30 or 9 o'clock. I might have a little bit of time to do some writing, but um, what's what, what point am I trying to make here? Oh, right. Once I get to... That you need yeah, time to once, do once I Once I get <laughs> yeah. to that, that 9.30, right? I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. Like, I'm fucking tired by 9.30. No, bro. I feel that to the fullest. I don't even know how I pulled... I finally got to the point where, and I had a lot of motivation. I even told the group chat this because when when this thing came down, when this potential, you know, life-changing shit came down the pipeline, the whole Broken River group chat was like, red alert, you got to jump on that shit now. I dropped every job I had and was just like, I don't care if y'all hate me and drop me as a, like, if you want to, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. ditch me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I got to finish this shit. And even with that level of motivation... 
at finally in the home stretch of it, it like I pulled off forty eight hours just fucking straight of no sleep of like trying to minimize chores you know keep the kid you gotta you know i've got a family and then it's the weekend and everybody's home and like but and then just soldiering through the night fucking uh lovely by the way all the <laughs> listeners we hate the piss mm-hmm. oh no i i, yeah, I left sorry. the no no i left the recorder in a different room i i i'm i'm, oh, on, okay. I'm on point bro okay. we listen we listen, we we listen. listen. sorry if, sorry if you we could listen. pick that up from the other room but i'm not intentionally but we record this on Tascam and it's way too much of a pain in the ass to turn it off and then turn it back on but uh yeah no i put the recorder in another room so we should be good oh bit bit yeah uh what was us oh but yeah somehow i miraculously and i was running on so much caffeine and shit like uh thank you to our sponsors monster energy mm-hmm. got c4 um, over here too it's a dual sponsorship could you imagine could you imagine if monster and c4 both sponsored mm-hmm. us we'd have to like I'd wear their fucking patches like I was a race car. I would tattoo the monster logo on yep. my face. Like hostgator.com. <laughs> the guy who had, the guy who had yeah. a Pornhub on his forehead. If anybody at Monster is listening, if you want to sponsor the show, I will tattoo the monster logo on my face. I'm hot too, so like people would be like, where the fuck is that from? And then they, you mm-hmm. know, if you want to be the angel investor in the show, I think me with a monster energy logo tattooed on my face would bring in some a lot yeah. of people. I'm not I am not but, going to uh, tattoo my face, but Kelby is his own man. He'd do whatever the fuck he wants. He's already got face tattoos, so I mean it's kinda just adding to the collage. Yeah, you know, it's just like there's already one picture on the wall. <laughs> you know, well I got two. I got like two face tattoos and several my whole yeah. neck. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, it, it's a. What was I saying? Yeah, it's hard to stay. It's up. hard. Like I'm fucking. It's tired. fucking hard, dude. That's, that's another thing. Is like it's one thing or the other, right? Because Erica's been on me about my health and shit. My teeth are decaying. My fucking um. My stomach. I've been throwing up blood for like a month now, which I haven't told her, and she's real pissed off about because she's like, "You've been throwing up blood." I'm like, "I mean, what am I gonna do about it? What is worrying you about it gonna change mm-hmm. anything?" Uh, she's like, go to a doctor. I'm like, you need money to go to a doctor. I ain't got insurance. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the fuck. Mm-hmm. But so I'm just like, I mean, I don't know. You can't have everything. I'm like, I, I'm in the. I completely get that to the fullest. It's like, she's like, why are you killing yourself? I'm like, because you're gonna be asking, why don't I have any money in two days? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It, it's it, <laughs> like it comes with the ter- territory. Yep, yep. When I got back, dude, I had all my. I'm, I, you know, I'm right back to it. So when he naps today, I would fucking, I would love to take a nap with him, but I can't because I gotta edit at least thirty thousand words during his nap time, you know. So that's that time gone. And you know, it sounds like, it sounds like complaining, but what I'm really trying to say is that just if if we move back to my hometown, I can just go drop him off with his cousins, like two days a week, right? And just have those days. And I even said, you know, fuck, like, if she, if uh, Rios' sister wants to drop Gus's cousins off at our house, I can do that. I can, I can, because it doesn't, one kid or three kids, it doesn't matter. I'm still not getting anything done. So, sure, you know, two, three days a week, send them over here. You go do your shit. 
but two, three days a week on my end, I have no kids in the house. And then I can really get some shit fucking done. I can get all my work done. I, that's the, the beautiful thing about what I do is that I can make all the money I need in a month off of like two days a week. That's when I do, you know, this is kind of some sauce, but like when I schedule edits, I schedule it for... Well, it's time. If it's Sauce Corner, then uh, I don't really want to edit much. Go to patreon.com slash agitator. We're at the 55-minute mark. I don't know why I'm saying that on air. I have to write it down to remember it anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're probably going to talk for another hour, hour and a half. So 55, we're going to talk, uh, okay. talk about No Guns Life a little bit. Uh, this is, you know... David didn't like it. I kind of did. Yep. It's the first... It's the first Besides Tetsuo 3 and Nightmare Detective, it's like it's the first manga that we cover that I didn't really care for. And we're going to talk about why. <clears throat> and we agreed. On, it's our first disagreement because we uh, both thought the, that shit was yep, trash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, go over to uh, patreon.com slash agitator. We're moving into... Uh, you get bonus episodes. You get serialized novels in the form of Yugen Jump. We're inventing a whole new subgenre called Manga Lit. Mm-hmm where we adapt the ethic and approach of a mangaka to bring you a chapter of a sprawling story every week, not last week for reasons that, fuck it, I'll get into on the Patreon episode. Mm -hmm. So go to patreon.com for all the sauce, behind the scenes, access to the Agitator Discord, which is like Twitter, but a million times better because it's an exclusive club and it keeps all the gay people. Well, there's a ton of like gay Actual people. Actual gay people, yeah. Okay, I get pe- people are yeah, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of homosexuals in there, but you know all the all the people you don't. You're like, man, fuck this guy. See, this is a bot, right? This is a bot just trying to stir up some shit. Uh, yeah. So that's that's the Discord and uh, what else do we? Uh, other than that, um. I it's think just, that's, it's I think just that's a longer it. episode. Like that's yeah, a lot of it's shit. Just, it's 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 a super yeah. long episode. You get a lot of value, and uh, even if you don't want to listen to two and a half to three hours of Agitator every week, which I mean, why wouldn't you? Uh, but even if you don't, you know, the five bucks a month will help us to fund eventually fund uh, cool documentaries on different manga because Kelby and I have a lot of cool ideas about you know short films and. Uh, deep dives like I want to do a deep dive into Blam where I actually get to interview through a translator I want to interview Nihei um, I want to interview Takashi Miike you know I want to what's up dude oh yeah also fund the show so that uh, we can afford like a studio and not get interrupted you know two or three times during our conversations yeah yeah <laughs> that's one of the things I've thought about with a like we want to design our own house or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like I need a separate garage. Oh yeah, that's like oh yeah, the, oh yeah, studio. totally, totally. Um, so if you here's here's an interesting pitch. I don't know if I've ever heard it put this way before. If you like hearing Kelby and I talk, if this is a kind of parasocial thing, where which is totally fine. You know, I'm not. I do the same shit. I listen to TPN and Contain and Rare Candy because I don't have any fucking friends. But like. If you like listening to us talk and you like the shit that we talk about, try to try to think of yourself as an investor, right? If you're listening to it, you're like, God damn, I love this show, but I can't stand all the noise in the background. Or God damn, I love this show. I would really love to see Kelby and David go deeper into the stuff that they... 
What's up, kid? <laughs> and I would love to see them go deeper. You can fund that, right? Your $5 a month could potentially fund this, the show that you want this to be, right? Because we are, we will do stuff for money. We're not, we're not doing all this, you know, noise and shit because we're punk rock and we think it's fucking cool. Like we're doing, this is just how the show gets made, right? But yeah, no, we're new metal. Nothing is a statement. It's all cir- circumstance. I want to get into that on the bonus. On the oh bonus yeah, I figured out. I figured out how. Your, your yeah, whole... I figured out how new metal is. Uh, well, I've I figured new metal out basically. I have a grand theory of new metal that I'll drop in the in the bonus episode. So yeah, make our help make our show better. We got that raw potential. I don't think we have hardly any ums or likes in this episode, and we don't edit so. We're just good speakers now, after 93 episodes. Yeah. Keep me alive. <laughs> keep keep Kelby uh, alive. My, my... Keep, like, Kelby, yeah, help Kelby fix his teeth and not throw up blood. Um, yeah, I have a hole in my gut. My teeth are falling out. Mm-hmm. So, And that's, like, apparently not just an aesthetic thing, because I was like, uh, it's... It's the side of my mouth. It's whatever. It's like if I if I just stop smiling with my eye, with my eyes open, I'm a fucking retard. Oh. If, I, if I just stop full mouth smiling, then people won't even notice, you right. know. Right. But uh, that shit's like tied to your brain or something. Yeah, you can die. You can die from know. rotting teeth. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, teeth teeth are a major major concern yeah. actually. Yeah. 